What's happening, everybody? Full reaction to a full slate of SEC games in week five. It's a live edition of Locked On SEC. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. All right, we got to just dive right into it. Uh, let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. All right, and we got to start. Where do you where do you guys want to start? I want to start with the game that most intrigued me throughout today, and that was um, it was Georgia and Auburn. And first off, kudos to Auburn. Kudos to the fans of Jordan Hare. You guys showed up and showed out. Uh, rocket atmosphere from the word go. I thought uh, I thought Auburn's defense played their brains out. Um. Ultimately, Georgia finally got it going there. I mean, it was tied 10-10 at the half, but too much Brock Bowers. I mean, this is what we expected of Brock Bowers when he came into this year. He was a little slow out of the gates. Um, but, yeah, he finally got going, and he makes the uh, the big play there late. Uh, finishes on the day, eight catches, 157 yards, and a touchdown. Kudos to Carson Beck. He had the early interception, and you know, kind of was looking like, Going through his growing pains, right? I mean, this is his first road test as a starter at uh, at Georgia, and uh, you know Georgia or Auburn did a good job of slowing down the run game. Dejon Edwards finished with seventy six yards and two rushing touchdowns on the day. Just not enough offense for Auburn. I mean, it, it felt like every time every time Auburn got the ball back, it was like, all right, what's the approach here? Because Peyton Thorne can't throw the football. You know, Robbie Ashford, they did a good job. You know, the, he got in a little bit, and he had the touchdown run, and he had some nice runs. Uh, Jarquez Hunter really fought hard for the 59 yards and the touchdown he got. But real, realistically speaking, it just there was not enough offense. And it's weird to say that about a Hugh Freeze coach team that they just they can't throw the football. <laughs> like you're, you're thinking back to his days, uh, you know, his days at Ole Miss. And then even at Liberty, when he had Malik Willis, like he doesn't have that. Peyton Thorne's not any of that. And another day where your quarterback throws for less than a hundred yards, you know, it, it's almost like going back to the days of, uh, or like it's less miles football coach teams. It's just they can't throw the football. So, look, gutty win for Georgia. You know, I think a lot of people are still looking and going, "What's wrong with Georgia? Why can't they uh, look like they're supposed to look dominating?" Uh, this is just who the 2023 version of Georgia is. And they've had guys out, and they've had injuries and all this, but survive in advance, and that's what Georgia did. They're 5-0, and and, again, just a monster, monster day from Brock Bowers. I, I, I read an article earlier. I don't know if they were trolling or not, but somebody thrown out there, should, should Brock Bowers be considered for the Heisman? Look, Brock Bowers is great. He's not going to win the Heisman. It's just he's he's not. He'd have to put up stupid number, like eight catches, 157 yards on the touchdown. He'd have to do that every week from here on out. 
and multiple touchdowns at that. It's just it's it's not in the cards. He's a good player. It's good to have Lyle McConkey back in there as well. He you know he had a nice uh, impact, four catches for thirty eight yards. But it just felt like what were the third down numbers in this game? Because it felt like Georgia converted every big third down down the stretch. Yeah, they were eight for thirteen. Auburn a dismal two for twelve on third downs. So kudos to Auburn again. Nice road test for them. And we got a big one brewing coming up this coming Saturday against Kentucky. And that will be the next game we touch on. The Kentucky Wildcats, my goodness, in a game that – a rivalry that – I wouldn't even call it a rivalry. It's a it's a matchup that Florida dominated for, what, 30 years. And now here we are. Kentucky has won three straight over the Florida Gators. Kentucky winning 33-14 to 14 over Florida on Saturday. And the big reason why – it's Big Ray Davis, man. 26 carries, 280 rushing yards. He had a 75-yard run, three rushing touchdowns, also had a catch for nine yards and a touchdown. Just an absolutely ridiculous day for him. The former Vandy transfer, like, I was thinking this as I was watching the game. One, the guy runs with high pad level, like, strong legs, just keeps moving. But the other thing that stood out to me, like, Man, it's just a perfect marriage. Like, when we talk about, you know, him being a Vandy, thinking about transferring, what a, what a perfect fit to go to Kentucky after they, you know, they lost Chris Rodriguez. You think back to recent years, great running backs have had in there, like Benny Snell, all these different guys. It, it was a perfect marriage of uh, Mark Stoops looking for that feature back. And Ray Davis, the timing couldn't be better for him. And just an absolutely ridiculous day on the ground. And, again, kudos to the offensive line. I know he talked about the big blue wall, how uh, how strong they were this week. And now he finds himself, I'm trying to look at the updated numbers, I would assume he is the leading rusher in the SEC now, right? Because I know what Cody Schrader did coming into today. Yeah, they haven't updated the numbers yet. But Ray Davis came into today with 314 rushing yards. So we're going to add 280 on the day. Like, he literally almost had as many yards today as he's had all season. That's stupid. And, look, on the flip side, Florida, y'all got a lot of work to do. The, the creativity on offense is not there. Billy Napier, I'm looking at you. you got two of the best running backs in the – not just the SEC, but the country. you got Trevor Etienne and Montreal Johnson, and you can't get those guys going. They finished with combined 22 carries – for what is that, about 50-something yards? Like, that's just unacceptable for Montreal Johnson, Trevor Etienne. I know Kentucky's defense was getting after it. it. It's weird because you look at the two quarterbacks, Graham Mertz finished the day. Like, go look at Graham Mertz's box score. You'd go, my God, Florida, he had a great day. Like, if, you, if you'd have read this to me yesterday, I went, hey, Graham Mertz is going to finish this Kentucky game 25 of 30 for 244 yards, two touchdowns, and one pick. I would have went, Florida's winning this football game. And then if you want to show me Devin Leary's box score on the other side, I went, and Devin Leary, he's going to be 9 for 20 for 69 yards and a score. Like, you just look at the quarterback box scores and you go, my God, advantage Florida all day. Now, actually, uh, Kentucky's going to win by 17. Like, what? What in, in what world does that make sense? Well, it's a world where Ray Davis rushes for almost 300 yards is, is where it makes sense. So, um, yeah, look – People are going to make a big deal out of it that, okay, 
you know, Kentucky's going going into Athens and, you know, are they going to be able to throw the football? You know, it's, it, <laughs> that, that's the thing. Devin Leary has, you know, he's been a mixed bag. He's been just okay. The interception's what scared me. Luckily, he didn't throw any this week. But he does have five on the season. He's going to have to protect the football, take care of it. And as good as Ray Davis has been, I just it's going to be a lot harder to run against that Georgia front. Now, again, kudos to uh, Auburn. He, they were able to move the ball a little bit on the ground today. And so, you know, it's not that great big just wall of nothingness that you're used to, you know, just bang your head against the wall trying to run the football in Georgia. Auburn ran for... They finished today 43 attempt rush attempts for 219 yards. So that's over five yards of carry they had on the ground. You know, part of that was playing at Auburn and uh, or playing at home. So it was a little bit more comfortable comfortability there for Auburn. But yeah, you know, if you're Mark Stoops or you're Kentucky, you want to go into Athens saying we're going to run the football with Ray Davis. We're going to play hard nosed defense. We're going to get after it. Try to force Carson back into some mistakes, and. Georgia, look, Dejan Edwards, whoever's running the football, they've done a pretty good job of it, but, um, you know, they, they can be better. It, it doesn't look like j- traditional Georgia run the football. But, again, big day from Brock Bowers. That was the difference for, for Georgia and winning over uh, Auburn. And then a big day from Ray Davis from Kentucky. That was the difference in winning over Florida. All right, we're going to hit on some of the other games going on around the SEC in uh, just a second, we'll touch on that here. But uh, first, want to thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And uh, feel free to comment if you got any questions or any games you want to hit on. This is a live version of Locked On SEC you're watching right now, so we'll read your uh, read your comments. If you got any questions, you want to jump in there. Feel free to do that uh, here in just a sec. But first, I want to remind you guys, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. Look, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you uh, have to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. They'll help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Uh, You just go put your uh, job posting on their website, and you add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile. That'll spread the word that you're hiring. And they got simple tools like screening questions, make it easy for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs, helping you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Go post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, continuing on here on Locked On SEC, and we're going to dive back into it, recapping some of the action from today across the SEC. We touched on Florida and Kentucky. We touched on Georgia and Auburn. Uh, Let's head over to Oxford next as the Ole Miss Rebels. I don't know what the hell that was from LSU. LSU's defense, never seen them that bad before. But my God, uh, Ole Miss wins a shootout in Oxford over LSU, 55 to 49. LSU with 637 yards of offense, but Ole Miss beats them with 706 yards of offense. Absolutely crazy. Defense optional. That's a funny joke sometimes. It was not a joke today. Uh, LSU, 5 of 10 on third downs. Ole Miss, 9 for 16 on third downs. 2 for 3 on fourth downs. 
both teams just got whatever they wanted. Now, Ole Miss, they jumped out to the early lead. They jump out to the 21-7 lead and had all the momentum. Here comes LSU storming back, able to make it a 28, was it 28-31 game at the half? So LSU down a field goal. They even attempted a really long field goal just before half, almost had it tied. And then here comes the third quarter. LSU scores 14 in the third, Ole Miss only three. And you felt like the tide was turning. Here goes LSU. They're, they're starting to get it figured out. Yeah, their defense has been putrid, but Ole Miss can't stop LSU's offense. And the bottom line, that fourth quarter, everything turned. Ole Miss outscores LSU in the fourth quarter, 21-7. to And I thought there were a few turning points in this game. Let me try to pull up the uh, the play here that I, that I was focused on. Let's see. So LSU takes a... LSU takes a 49-47 lead, and or no, yeah, and then Ole Miss gets the ball back. They go down, and the ESPN box score is hard to follow. Anyway, it was late in the game. LSU had the ball with the lead. Uh, what was it, like a two-point lead because Ole Miss didn't get the conversion or whatever? So LSU's got the ball, and they're trying to eat clock, and there was like six or around five, six minutes left, something like that. And just a couple of putrid play calls. Your offense has been rolling, man. Like, get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, Chris Hilton. Like, they don't do that. Uh, it was like, sec- oh, it was first down was an incomplete pass. It was the freshman Caleb Jackson, I think. They tried to hit him. Um, and then second down, they ran the football and didn't get anything. And then third down, they did this play where they tried to, like, roll Jaden Daniels out, and it was ugly, and it didn't work, and you punt the ball back. Uh, I just think, like, on a day, Matt House, you deserve a lot of criticism, the LSU defense coordinator. Like, on a day where your defense was putrid, LSU opting to go, hey, we're going to hang on to this small lead, and we're going to kick the ball back to Georgia, or or back to Ole Miss, and we're going to hope that we – we're going to hope that we stop them. Like, no, that, that wasn't going to happen. And sure enough, Ole Miss gets the ball, and they go right down the field. Eight plays, 88 yards, I think it was. Something silly. But anyway, they take the, the 55-49 lead. Now, LSU gets the um, – they get the ball back with 39 seconds left. And Jaden Daniels hits Chris Hilton for a 42-yard gain down to the Ole Miss 33. And then they have, you know, Jaden Daniels runs. I think it was on third and 10. He's not going anywhere. Gets pulled down by a face mask. So it's a personal foul, 15-yard penalty after the run. So you go down the Ole Miss 16, and then LSU with a couple of false starts. And then time was winding down. And then they really just had one throw into the end zone. Hit Chris Hilton's fingertips, but it it was high in the air. He had to jump up for it. There were DBs around him. Nonetheless, monster statement from Ole Miss, monster statement for the Rebels after they lost to Alabama last week. Just looked lackadaisical. Just was bad, bad everything last week. Big, big win for Ole Miss to bounce back, and they improved to 4-1, 1-1 one, one in the conference. Lane Kiffin said it earlier in the week. He said, look, we were in this spot two years ago. We lost to Bama. We bounced back. We finished 10-2, and went to the Sugar Bowl. Everybody remembers that. Like, he said, this can still be done. We can still regroup. We could still, everything we want to play for still, you know, most of it is, is still on the table. Uh, Brian Kelly got some major 
major questions to answer, including what is Matt House doing? Last year, it was talked about as Matt House being one of the best defense coordinators. Like, hey, what a find. LSU's got a good D.C. at Matt House. So far this year, man, you had trouble slowing down Florida State. You know, they, they turned it on on you in the fourth quarter in week one. Mississippi State game was lights out. Give them, that, give them credit for that. But a week ago, we saw Arkansas and K.J. Jefferson just move the ball up and down the field on you. And then this week, literally just can't stop Ole Miss for anything. And I know Lane Kiffin's a good offensive mind, and they called a heck of a ball game. I mean, Jackson Dart was 26 of 39, 389 yards and four touchdowns. Um, I don't think Ole Miss turned the ball over either. Is that right? I know uh, LSU did. They had the fumble when Jaden Daniels got hit early in the game, and that was kind of a game changer because that, that gave Ole Miss a chance to extend the lead or jump out to that big early lead. But, yeah, uh, Ole Miss took care of the football. And welcome back, Quinshawn Judkins. He'll, he'll probably be on our winners of the weekend list on uh, Monday's show. But 33 carries for Quinshawn Judkins, 177 yards and a touchdown. It was much needed, man. Welcome back, Quinshawn. He also had a receiving touchdown as well. That's exactly what what Ole Miss was looking for. I don't know where – I don't know where Quinshawn Judkins was these first couple weeks of the season where he just didn't look like his normal self. But, he, you know, he's almost like Ray Davis. We talked about Ray Davis on one day, almost totaled what he's done on the season. Quinshawn on the season, 201 rushing yards. Today he had 177. Literally almost did the same what he's done all season on one day. Absolutely crazy. So, Kudos to Ole Miss, kudos to Lane Kiffin, monster win for them as uh, they beat LSU in Oxford, 55-49. Let's see, where do we want to go next? Let's hit on Tennessee. Nice win over South Carolina, 41-20. It was close early. I thought South Carolina had a chance. uh, Like I kept saying, I was going to take them plus the 12. I thought they would hang around and then, you know, lose by 10. I thought Spencer Rattler, Rattler, the way he's been playing through the first few weeks. But give Tennessee's defense credit, man. Spencer Rattler, 24 for 35, just 169 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. Uh, Did have 19 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. But, yeah, Spencer Rattler, not good. As good as he was through the first couple weeks of the season, was not good. Uh, Joe Milton, we still got question marks on Joe Milton. You know, he throws for 239 yards, one touchdown, two picks. It was good to see Tennessee's run game look good again. Jalen Wright with 123 yards on the ground. Jabari Small, 59. Dylan Sampson, 49. All three of the running backs found the end zone. That was good. But Joe Milton, the two picks, like, we got to clean it up. We were raving, what, a couple weeks ago. The guy's never thrown an interception. Hasn't thrown a pick all year. And you know, had one, and then he had two today. So they got to clean that up. Nice day from Squirrel White, nine catches, 104 yards. But, uh, yeah, to me, you know, South Carolina's biggest problem earlier in the year was that they couldn't run the football. Mario Anderson's kind of answered some of those questions. He had a 100-yard day today, but the passing game with Spencer Rattler just could not get going. And, uh, again, Joe Milton and Tennessee. Nice win. You win by 21. No one's going to complain about that. And you improved to 4-1. and You're 1-1 in the conference now. But uh, you got a big one with uh, Texas A&M coming up in a couple weeks. I think Tennessee's got their bye week next. So they'll get to sit around, think about it for a while. But check out the the stretch they come in out of the bye week. You get A&M at home in Knoxville. Then you're on the road at Bama, on the road at Kentucky. 
That's a brutal three-game stretch. We're going to find out a lot about what Tennessee is uh, this year when they get to that stretch. But, look, it's like we've been saying about everybody. You survive in advance. Doesn't have to be pretty. Just get the win and move on. But, man, South Carolina, uh, they're they're going through it now. You're two and three on the year. You're one and two in the SEC. And Shane Beamer, if we thought you were taking a step forward, man, you got Florida next. Then you're at Mizzou, at AM. And then the backstretch of the season, you, you get Kentucky and Clemson still. This might be a five and seven South Carolina team. And that's that's rough saying that. I mean, we, we may end up with Mizzou and Vandy both sub 500 and not going to bowl games this year. And it sucks for Spencer Rattler, too. I mean, he ended the season on such a high note last year. And he's played well for the most part this year. Uh, wasn't that great tonight, but I can't imagine like he can't he, him sitting there going, I came back for this. Like, yeah, no line can't protect me. And, you know, offense just struggling to uh, score points. It's been a, it's been a rough go. All right. We'll get to more uh, going on around the SEC. We're going to hit on the rest of the games that we didn't touch on in just a, a second right here. First, I want to remind you guys, this episode is presented to you by friends over at FanDuel. Look, we're going into Sunday. Snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better place to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, wide ranging, uh, wide range of betting options, including Spreads, player props, over-unders, all of that is up there for you at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL season with FanDuel. They are the official partner of the NFL. And, of course, they got a lot of the college football action up there as well. They have all the SEC games for SEC Week 6 up there very soon. So go check that out as well if you want to get an early jump start on next week. But it is FanDuel. Again, when you go to their website, make sure you do slash LockedOn in the URL. That's going to get you whatever the great uh, features are they have. Like we said, the uh, new customers getting that $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place the $5 bet. It's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Go check them out today. All right, we're continuing on a live edition of Locked On SEC, reacting to the Saturday that was around the SEC in Week 5. Let's see, we hit on LSU Ole Miss, we hit on Georgia-Auburn, we hit on South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky. So really only got three other games we got to touch on. Uh, very quickly, let me just – I'll run through Missouri Vandy because I know a lot of you didn't watch it. Brady Cook is the real deal. Brady Cook is awesome. Brady Cook threw for almost 400 yards and four touchdowns today, no picks. He was 33 of 41, 395. Uh, Missouri run game wasn't as dominant. They didn't even have to be. Nathaniel Pete had 71 yards. Cody Schrader with 60 yards. But Luther Burden, dude, he is a, he's a dude. Another 100-yard day for him. 11 catches, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Theo Weiss had 118 yards receiving and a touch. Marquise Johnson had a touchdown. Brady Cook is having a phenomenal year. And it's a guy that we thought, when you looked at all those SEC quarterback rankings coming into the season, he was way down there. And nobody thought, look, they they wouldn't even name him. Eli Drinkwitz wouldn't even name him the starter week one. Like, they were like, oh, we may play Sam Horn. We're going to have to see. Brady Cook has been awesome. Over 1,000 yards passing already this season. Uh, Seven touchdowns, no picks. He has been a dude. He's only been sacked nine times. And Luther Birdman, over 500 yards already on the season, three touchdowns. 
just can't say enough about Mizzou. And they get LSU. They're undefeated now. Mizzou is 5-0. and They're 1-0 in the conference. They beat Vandy 38-21. They get LSU coming to Como this Saturday. It's an early game, but, man, if Brady Cook's been playing this good all season, what do you think he's going to do against LSU's defense? He's been rocking and rolling. Uh, quick note on Vandy. Let me give a hat tip to Ken Seals, former friend of the show. Had him on S- locked on SEC a couple years ago. And he had to step in. Big shoes to fill. A.J. Swan was having a pretty good year. Ken Seals had to fill in. He throws for 259 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Um, a lot of that didn't really get going until the fourth quarter, and it was too little too late. Vandy got shut out in the second and the third quarter on Saturday. So kudos to Mizzou. Nice win. Eli Drinkwitz has those guys rolling, and big reason is that offense. And Brady Cook, big, big reason why. And, man, I can't wait to see the line on the LSU-Mizzou game because there are going to be people saying, take Mizzou in that one. All right, two other games to touch on. Uh, A&M, a monster win over uh, Arkansas, 34-22. I say monster win because this has been a close game throughout the years. It, it just has. They play in Dallas, and always a tough game for the Aggies. And K.J. Jefferson, man, came crashing back down to earth. After the great game in Baton Rouge a week ago, he was 9 of 17 for 132 yards with a touchdown and a pick. Rocket Sanders returned. He was a dud, 11 carries for just 34 yards. Longest run was nine yards. And the rushing totals on the day. AM held Arkansas to 42 net rushing yards on 39 carries. Now, a lot of that includes the sacks from KJ Jefferson, but that's phenomenal. I mean, as a team, AM held Arkansas's offense. Dan Enos, KJ Jefferson, Rocket Sanders, all those guys held them to under 200 yards of total offense, 174 total yards on the day. Take a bow, DJ Durkin. I know you gave 48 points up to Miami a couple weeks ago. That is a monster, monster performance from the Aggie defense. And they're the real deal, man. Um, I said before the game, I thought this was an upset special. I thought Arkansas would be able to pull off the win. I thought they'd take some momentum for the loss at LSU. But AM, man, Max Johnson is playing well. He did have a pick, but 210 yards, two touchdowns passing. He also had 57 yards rushing, using his legs when he needs to. Uh, A&M had a 100-yard rusher in Levy and Moss. He, he went over 100 yards. Amari Daniels had some hard runs. But this A&M team is, is, I'm starting to think, the real deal in terms of a contender in the West. And don't look now, but this coming Saturday, they get Bama. And we'll touch on Bama in a second, but they have played Bama very tough these last couple of years. This, this is one a lot of people are going to be picking the Aggies to upset Bama because it's in College Station. And the Aggie defense has been playing on another level. We saw them dominate Auburn a week ago. Now we see them dominate Arkansas this week in the 34-22 win. Unbelievable what that defense for AM is doing. And they had seven sacks on Arkansas this past weekend. Edgerin Cooper, sack machine, another two sacks this week. And they're getting contributions from just about everybody on that defense. Chris Russell had a, had a pick six. And Texas A&M. Look, they are a factor in the West. And if they beat Alabama, they will be in the driver's seat in the SEC West. Huge game this weekend in College Station. That takes us to our last game. It is Alabama. They beat the start out of Mississippi State just a little while ago over in Starkville. 40-17 Bama wins. You know, it's a game where Jalen Milrow didn't even have to do a whole heck of a lot. He was 10 for 12 passing for 164 yards. No touchdowns, no picks through the air. Did have two rushing touchdowns, 11 carries for 69 yards. He was Bama's leading rusher. 
Uh, Jason McClellan, McClellan had 63 yards and a touchdown. Amari Nyblack was the leading receiver with three catches for 61 yards. But the Bama defense just did what they do to Mississippi State. They shut them down. Uh, State did find the end zone. They typically don't when they play Alabama. But uh, they scored a couple of times. But kudos to Bama's defense. Four sacks on the day. Trez Marshall with a sack and a half. Dallas Turner had a sack. And Chris Braswell had a pick six. Caleb Downs had a pick. Jihad Campbell had a pick. And... Bama's defense is back, back to playing like Bama's defense, man. They're back to doing what we're used to seeing them do. So kudos to Kevin Steele. Kudos to Bama. Um, still some question marks with the offense. It doesn't look great, but they're finding a way. Look, you beat somebody 40-17, nobody's going to look and go, what the hell's the matter with you? But that's why I say this is going to be good on good. Bama's defense against A&M's defense, that's good and good. This coming Saturday should be a low-scoring game in College Station, you would have to think, but can AM's defense slow down the running ability of Jalen Milrow? And what is, you know, what uh, challenges does Bama's defense present to Max Johnson, who has started in the SEC before, but is being asked to play in a bigger spot in the absence of, of Connor Wegman? So, look, they got dudes on both sides of the ball, and this one it's going to be a heck of a, a game. We'll preview it throughout the week, but... Again, kudos to uh, Alabama, dominant win over Mississippi State. Bama with 357 yards of offense, Mississippi State just 261. And Bama improves to 4-1 and overall, 2-0 in conference play. And Mississippi State falling apart quickly for Zach Arnett's crew. 2-3 and on the season, 0-3 in the conference. And let's just do the hypothetical real quick. Can we find four more wins to get them to 6-6 six and six on the year to, to go, be bowl eligible? They get Western Michigan up next. They'll win that one. That'll get them to – that gets them to three. They're at Arkansas, could win that one. At Auburn, could win that one. Home against Kentucky, I don't think they'll win that one. At a and I don't think they'll win that one. Southern Miss, they should win. And then the Ole Miss game, I mean, anybody want to pick against Ole Miss right now putting up 700 yards of offense on LSU? So can we find – Western Michigan's a win. Can we find three more? They're going to have to win at least one of the games at Arkansas or at Auburn. They'll beat Southern Miss. And then they may have to, it may come down to the Egg Bowl. They may be five and seven going into the Egg Bowl uh, or five and six and having to win the Egg Bowl to get to, to get to six wins. Crazy. Crazy. All right. That is going to do it for this edition of. Locked on SEC. Thank you guys so much for checking us out, tuning in. Uh, Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We're here for you five days a week talking all things SEC football, bring you all the latest news and everything else throughout the week. So make sure you're locked in here on Locked on SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. It's been a live edition of Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We'll give you all our winners and losers of the weekend.